Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 195 is entitled, Tribalism in America. Tribalism is a closed group held together by extreme loyalty. Each tribe is defined by attributes unique to the members. Blood, nationality, religion, crime, politics, money, poverty, skin color, work, wealth, occupation, education, geography, language, nationality, etc. Tribalism is essential to all organized groups, large or small. Every nation is a tribe. Loyalty is the primary attribute of members of a tribe. Some tribes are egalitarian, some totalitarian, and anywhere in between. Tribalism is natural. We all like to belong. People join churches, fraternities, sororities, clubs, associations, teams, circles, unions, leagues, guilds, institutions, political parties, corporations, lodges, etc. Without tribalism, sports could not survive. Colleges could not survive. Business could not survive. Politicians could not survive. Some tribes work within the laws but remain separate. Indian tribes are one example. Others are nationalities who remain separate and form cities within cities, Little Italy, Chinatown, etc. Broadly speaking, every competing group is tribal. States are tribal, cities are tribal, colleges are tribal, high schools are tribal. We refer to rival schools or rival teams. Traditionally, American politics were divided into two semi-friendly tribes, Democrats and Republicans. As a general rule, they were fiercely competitive within the tribes, but united against the opposing tribe. What was unique in America's past was that though both parties were independent, they worked for the common good and collectively believed in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That is no longer the case in America. Though they have cunningly preserved the names, we no longer have Democrats and Republicans. Those limp names are dredges of the past and will probably be voluntarily dropped in the near future. We have one tribe made up of socialists, communists, and Marxists who want to destroy the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the traditional America, and replace it with socialism, and another tribe made up of conservatives who want to preserve the Constitution and Bill of Rights and balance of power. All Democrats and the majority of Republicans in Congress primarily belong to the left or liberal tribe. They haven't yet adopted the name of socialist or Marxist or communist, but only because they are in denial or because it is not yet politically expedient. Bernie Sanders, a devout socialist, is the leader of the party. President Joe Biden and the other acknowledged leaders of the former Democratic Party, though they avoid the language of socialism, which President Biden referred to as malarkey, they have totally adopted the policies of socialism and the philosophy of Bernie Sanders. The conservative party is made of a few former Republicans and some independents. They are an overwhelming minority in Congress and have very little power. The socialists lean toward a one-world government. The conservatives want to preserve our sovereignty. Tribes are a standard fixture in every government. Tribalism is unavoidable. Tribes came first, government second. 
Many tribes came to America seeking religious freedom. Everyone belongs to a tribe. Most belong to many tribes. One may belong to a family, a church, a religion, a club, a team, a corporation, a union, etc., all at the same time. The primary difference between a democratic republic and socialism, Marxism, and communism is that a democratic republic respects the rights of individuals and individual tribes while uniting them under a single government. Socialism, Marxism, Fascism, and Communism destroy individual identity and force people to believe one way, think one way, speak one way, and serve one cause. Disregarding individuality, disregarding rights, disregarding family, and disregarding freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, and freedom of the press. In an extreme situation, some totalitarian states destroy tribes they don't like, as Hitler did to the Jews and Russia did to dissenters. Another thing that separates a democratic republic from socialism, fascism, communism, and other totalitarian states is self-reliance, a strong constitution, and a just bill of rights that guarantee equality and give everyone the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. One of the most brilliant moves of our forefathers in uniting the tribes of America is illustrated by the following assertion in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Note the uniting elements. 1. All men are created equal by God. 2. All men are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. 3. All men are endowed by their Creator with life. 4. All men are endowed by their Creator with liberty. And 5. All men are endowed by their Creator with the pursuit of happiness. Those brilliant statements unite America by providing common ground, regardless of differences, for all to share. It is confirmed by our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The significance of that statement cannot be exaggerated. We are one nation. That is to say that although we have significant differences, we are all united in our love of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are united under God. We are united as the children of one Creator. In other words, though we have individual heritages, we are one family equal in the eyes of God and man. We are indivisible, that is, we are united in a single cause. We want liberty and justice for all. That singularity bonds us together and allows us, though separate, to be united under one flag, one government, and one nation. There's been nothing like it in the history of the world. We put individual differences aside when that freedom is challenged and wear the same uniform in battle. The Declaration of Independence continues. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new governments laying its foundation on such principles and organizing powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
We derive our powers from the consent of the people, not from a single person or group of persons. The purposes of a free government is to keep peace among tribes. It is an incredibly delicate and complex matter. The safety nets are the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the free election process, the balance of power, and the commitment to protect those unalienable rights. A republic can succeed as long as all laws are applied equally to all citizens. Tribalism becomes dangerous only when tribes seek for power, turning their back on the elements that bond all citizens together, such as the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Tribalism becomes dangerous when some tribes unite and use government office to exercise power over others, destroying equal rights and common consent. That is the great concern I have for America today. The Social Democrats brilliantly and ruthlessly exploit tribalism because it is the best way to secure votes. Their modus operandi is to turn tribes against each other by using hate speeches, creating dependency on big government, instilling fear, destroying self-reliance, destroying sovereignty, destroying energy independence, destroying the economy, burdening the nation with heavy taxes, micromanaging the lives of citizens, over-regulating business, opening borders, bullying conservatives, using the Justice Department, the IRS, the Postal Department, the FBI, and other government powers to oppress the opposition, even seeking to remove a sitting president from office through false charges and bullying conservative Supreme Court nominees to frighten them from seeking office, and bribing people using taxpayer money for votes. Washington has become a war zone, and Congress is under enormous intimidation. The Democrats all vote exactly the same, regardless of personal convictions, and regardless of rhetoric, a majority of Republicans support the Democratic policies, letting them have their way on nearly every issue. We have very few in Washington today who stand for our former Democratic Republic. They do not even address the burgeoning debt of $30 trillion. The few who pretend to address it merely mentioned in passing. No action is taken. The primary business of the left is to create discontent among tribes and to make them dependent upon government by promising special privileges and other forms of bribery using taxpayer dollars. They increase discontent by persuading them that they are being persecuted by the whites. Their challenge is to prove to each tribe that liberals are their champions persuading the tribe that they cannot exist without the support of the left. Social Democrats can only succeed by creating discontent. They know that instinctively. Here's the catch. They are uniting the tribes under socialism, communism, and Marxism with a promise of free housing, free education, free food, free phones, free health care, free medicine, free everything. To do that, however, they must take away free elections, the two-party system, the Bill of Rights. In fact, they must destabilize the present system in order to justify changing it. The enemies of totalitarianism are 1. Freedom of speech 2. Freedom of religion 3. Freedom of the press 4. Freedom of thought 5. The balance of power 6. A free and private vote 7. A Bill of Rights 8. Contentment 9. Prosperity 10. Self-reliance 11. Separation of church and state. 12. Christianity. 13. The Bible. 14. Individuality. 15. Free enterprise. 16. Independence. 17. The family. 18. A two-party system. 19. Integrity of the voting process. 20. Common consent. 21. Term limits. 
22. The right to bear arms. And 23. Conservatism. Therefore, the left is trying to remove those from America. As President Biden said recently in a town hall meeting, It's like the New Deal. Think of every great act, every great change that's taken place. It's come out of a crisis. What we did, we expanded opportunity. And I think we have an opportunity to significantly change the mindset of the American people. Things they weren't ready to do even two, three years ago. What does President Biden mean when he said he wants to change the mindset of the American people? We can't read his mind, but we can measure his actions. He does not want us to rely upon fossil fuel. Therefore, he dramatically reduced the production of oil. He does not want us to use gasoline-driven cars. Therefore, he is pushing electric cars, which middle Americans cannot afford. Yet he is driving gas prices so high, people cannot afford to drive their gasoline-powered cars. He is financially crippling America. The effect of high prices of fuel have driven prices up for food, clothing, and shelter, which are basic necessities. People cannot afford to eat. They cannot afford to pay rent or to buy a home. It has even caused shortages in baby food. He wants to hire 88,000 IRS agents to police America, thus increasing a government that is already too big. He wants to raise taxes. We can only assume that he wants to change the mindset of the American people from self-reliance to dependence upon big government. To the left, anything that stands in the way of transforming America into a socialist system must be destroyed. All power must be centralized under one person or under a small group of persons who remain in unchallenged power. The irony is that they destroy tribalism, not by uniting them under a single cause, as does our democratic republic, but by governing how they vote, what they worship, what they believe, what they drive, how they think, how they eat, where they sleep. One of their primary tactics is fear. Fear of global warming, fear of the COVID pandemic, fear of fossil fuels, fear of atomic energy. Here's a quote from President Biden's inaugural address. We face an attack on democracy and on truth, a raging virus, growing inequity, the sting of systemic racism, a climate in crisis. The intent of the President of the United States is to instill fear so that he can be our champion. They break down law and order, defund police, encourage riots in the street, release criminals on the streets, allow the homeless to inhabit parks and sidewalks making our cities and parks unsafe, open the borders, demonize the whites, legalize marijuana, create sanctuary cities, stop oil production and energy independence, create shortages, increase inflation, destroy small businesses, corrupt the voting process, destroy the balance of power, use the Justice Department, the IRS, the FBI, and other government agencies as their personal police force, change the language, distort truth, preach propaganda, Increase our taxes, increase our debt, bypass Congress, ignore the Constitution, destroy self-reliance, demonize the rich, demonize conservatives, eviscerate the Bill of Rights, rewrite the Constitution. All of those lead to the destruction of America, for only upon its entire destruction can they build a new world order.
Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.